Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Cop Update, which is very, very late today. Um, today and tomorrow, when there will not be Cop Updates at 10 p or 2 p.m. because of um, things I have to get done, I'm going to be honest with you. So I'm doing the absolute best to bring you something today. Um, with me is Kev to go through the next, well, we say an hour. We might do an hour, we might do a yeah. bit less, we might do a bit more. We'll see how we get on. Um, but you're all very welcome. <coughs> Excuse me. Hit the like button, hit subscribe, hit share. And most of all, try your comments in there. Liverpool related, because we cover as much Liverpool as we can. And there's being Premier League football tonight, which we'll have a discussion on. 25 likes already so far, 57 watching, which will grow on both sides. Someone did hit the unlike button, Kev, and then they realised what they'd done and hit the like button. <laughs> and if anybody wants to admit to that, they can. Um, yeah, we won't tell anybody, but my apologies for not being with you at 2pm this afternoon. Um, it's uh, Listen, I literally have t- today and tomorrow where I have to start a few bits out and then I won't let you down again. Well, I'm saying that, but I try not to. Um, Kev, uh, Kevin Ball says Lampard at the wheel. Let me read out a few of these because everything happened. Yeah, United you know, and everything are hilarious. Is Garmack. Um, loving the time change. I can finally watch them all live. So you'll never walk alone. 97. Who has changed his name from 96? Fair play to him. Listen, well it's only this, this show was meant to be on at 2 p.m. today. It's not. It's on at 10 p.m. It won't be the same going forward. Um, let me see. It would be typical of everything to pay 40 million for Deli Ali and him to do nothing. Um, but look, we'll get on to them in a little bit. Uh, Kev. All right, mate. How are you? I'm good, yeah, not too bad. Good. Not too bad. Busy day. Right. Busy day. You want to do a show tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. So there's always something going on. Yeah, midweek for tomorrow night, me, you and Keith, and we find someone else. How does that sound? Sound? Good. At the bottom. Good. See, we're fucking starting stuff all over the place. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, four things first. There's only one place to start. Uh, Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah lost the AFCON final on Sunday night and rocks into training this morning. Um, and by all accounts, tells Klopp that he's ready to go and he's ready to play. And Kev, are you thinking the same as everybody else where you're thinking this fella is angry and this could get very messy for a lot of teams around us if if what I think he's thinking happens? There's two schools of thought with this one. You You either let him go or you protect him from himself. I think the medical staff are very important here. And I think they're the ones that need to be listened to. Yeah. Uh, Salah's played an awful lot of intense football in high temperatures and high humidity at an inc- with an incre- with the weight of a nation on him. And he's probably suffered the biggest disappointment 
in his international career. I think it's five. I think it's equivalent to five games in ten days. Yeah, and to come back to the UK, where the weather is going to be atrocious for the next few days, where it's going to be cold, wet, windy, and horrible and shit. Mm. Maybe it's not the best idea to let him off off the um, the rails just yet. Yeah. You know, see how he comes through training today. See, you know, and if he's on the team sheet, fine. Look, you just go with the manager's decision, what have you. I would wouldn't be surprised if he's held back a bit and just said, "Look, ease yourself back into it. Go, maybe come off the bench tomorrow night or Thursday night and see how you like for Burnley at the weekend. Most important game coming up really is the Milan one. You know, for him." Because I think by then you'll have Sadio will be back as well. So I'm in the camp. I think he needs to be protected from himself. As much as I love him and I want to see an angry more with a point to prove and wanting to smash records left, right and centre, I think we've got an awful lot of football to play between now and the end of the season, an awful lot of important football. Hmm. Missing, you know, not playing against Leicester wouldn't be the worst in the world. Especially when we have options, live uh, options. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I have to be honest with you, like Jonathan. I, 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 I hate having the level. Try to be, you know, a level head on it. No, it's perfectly. It's perfectly insane. What I you're would, saying. Yeah, I would absolutely love nothing more than Salah to start and bang a hat trick and come off on the hour, and everything be hunky dory. Mm. But uh, I'm with you. Um, Veranda Cheers says, "Get used to it, lad. Salah is gone at the end of the season. You see, he's starting a row already." Um, <laughs> But Jonathan says he looked exhausted in the training picks, bags under his eyes, the whole lot. Um, he wants the golden boost as Kieran B. He'll get it anyway. Um, Salah will be some sub to have. I'm with you. Um, Mystic says, hi, hi Gav, I hope you're well. I am. I'm very good. Thanks, me. The thing with Mo Salah is, and it's very admirable, him coming back and saying, listen, I, I lost on Sunday. I took Monday and I, I'm back on Tuesday and I want to play I'm, look, it's very admirable but Joe Roy he's played four 120 minute games I think in the last 10 days right yeah. which is phenomenal right and there's no doubt he's he's angry he's upset he's annoyed and he wants to take that frustration out on the next team that he can get his hands on but you're right in what you're saying the medical team are going to look at him. They're going to do a recovery session and look at him, and they scan everything when you do these recovery sessions. This yeah. isn't him jogging around for the crack, and nobody's taking any data off him. They clearly are, right? But put him on the bench against Leicester because this is what squad depth is all about. You know, yeah. Klopp, I'd say, is kind of playing good cop, bad cop a little bit. You know, doing boat rolls where he's saying, look, I really know where you're coming from. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying, but we have a game to win. We don't want to put you in any danger of fucking blowout. You know what I mean? Anything yeah. like that. And, you know, just loads of games to go. We have covered there now. <clears throat> we have got Jota. We have got Firmino. We have got Luis Diaz now. We have Elliot coming back who doesn't play up front. Fair enough. Barocks could do something up there. Yeah. Minamino could do something up there. And have no problem sticking you on the bench. And if you want to come on, if we want to give you, if we're, if we're, we need you, we can give you 30. If we don't need you, we can give you 20. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he still gets yeah. 20 minutes on the pitch. He's going to get a massive ovation when he comes back Huge. at Anfield, um, simply because of who he is. And, and, you know, people can look and go, he really wanted that. Sadio Mane won't be back in Liverpool, I think, till tomorrow night. He's having a great time in Senegal and, and fair play yeah. to him. But on Salah, like um, Barry Devon, he says, Mo Salah is elite. I've no doubt he's banging down Klopp's door, looking to play, but the medical team will decide how long he gets. I, that's that's absolutely fair, isn't it? Yeah. This is where Klopp, the manager, has to come to the fore here. You know, you got Klopp's coach, but this is where the manager takes over. And he's got to manage more and do do what's right for the for the player, but what's right for the team. And we got the best in the business. So absolutely 100% trust what, what decision he comes down on. And in the long run, I'm really looking forward to seeing him getting back into the flow. Um especially in this side, the way it's geared up and the way we're the way we can get at sides now from different for, with different ways, different methods of play, with so many different options, he's just gonna be on fire. I think the second half of the season. I said at the start of the season that if he kept up the way he was going, that he get very close to his first season's numbers. I still believe that with the amount of competitions that we're in, I think he'll get very close to his first season's numbers. I think he'll definitely break 30. It's just a case of how far into the 30s he's going to go. He's he's on a phenomenal run, but you see, that's the thing with Salah. Salah wants, like, what you're, what you're offering Salah and what Salah wants is, and I'm not going, this isn't me talking contracts, by the way. Uh, no, no. What, what, what you're offering him and what he wants can be two completely different things because he is, like and people sometimes have a go at him for this, but he's so fucking driven, Kev. Like yeah. he's he's looking going, right, I'll I'll fucking show you. Do you know what I mean? And mm. like I'm here and I'm going to fucking show everyone that, you know even to even to just get it out of a system. Like just just to literally get it out of a system and say, Right, let's you know, the Afghan's gone, you know, it wasn't great, it didn't work out. But I'm I'm absolutely going to make I'm going to make hey while the sun shines here. Well, and did you like, see? Do Leicester want to face him? That's the thing. Do Leicester want to? This face is the him? other thing. Yeah, I mean, did did you see the uh, translation of the conversation he had in the dressing room after the game, where he was literally almost dusting this off and saying that we've got these in a couple of weeks to see who goes to the World Cup. Mm. You know, it was almost a case of look, the immediate focus is off the final and on to playing Senegal over two legs for the playoffs see which one of these two gets to go to Qatar in the winter. You know, he's an absolute consummate. I think James Milner, for me, was always the consummate professional at the club, and he still is. But I think I've never seen, outside of Ronaldo and Messi, two more, you know, a more dedicated player than him to his craft. The way his physique is, the way he's built up his strength. The man is an absolute monster on the ball. So strong, so physical. I, You don't see players like him that often, you know. And physically, maybe he is up for it. Maybe he is able. I, we don't know. But I think as a professional, I don't think there's anyone that comes anywhere near him. He, he's just so, like I said, he's driven... <laughs> But he's driven by everything now. He's driven by the team, by wanting to win and success. And I think he's, it's medal holes, you know, and he's looking now for, in 10 years' time, where's my legacy? What's my legacy going to be? And 
it can be whatever he wants. If he stays with Liverpool, his legacy will be whatever it wants, he wants it to be because a fit and firing Mo Salah for the next four or five years is silverware. It just is. Well, well, you look. We've kind of put a pin in the whole Salah trans or the Salah contract chat because nothing has come out um, since Salah was quoted and quote, Klopp were quoted basically saying, you know, it's up to the people that are negotiating it. Klopp was very. It's a normal situation. Um, it's a normal contract situation. There's nothing to be panicking over, and that's fine. But you are going to like Kev. It's, it's inevitable that. The, yeah. The the Afcon is over. That kind of was a. That was kind of a. You know, the Afcon's going on. He's not going to be discussing yeah. contracts, but it's over now. And like, I, I would give it less than. I would say before the Burnley game on Saturday, you will see a story come out, um, with some journalists wanting to mention the Salah contract yeah. situation and trying to get out there. I think there's going to something needs to happen by the next international break. You know, by the time they go to play Senegal in the World Cup qualifiers, you'd hope that. These cut this contract negotiation is either done or very close, and I don't expect the club to say a peep until it's actually ready to be done. But there's you let him come back, you let him settle in, get going again. But you, ex- I, I'd expect something. I hope for something in the next two or three weeks. You know, yeah, because you by, get more, by March, you, you, by get, more, you get more worried as, as the time goes on, especially yeah, when you will. into the summer. Um, yeah, oh, definitely, hundred percent. Because yeah, this one, it's, an, it's this inevitable. Won't go to the end of the summer. Yeah, it's inevitable that that is going to yeah. come up down the next. I would say forty eight hours max. Yeah, where oh, we're well, well, back up, especially oh, after, journalists. Yeah, following the game, look, I, I put it this way: if he doesn't start against Leicester and Liverpool win, and it'll be straight away. Oh, what's going on with the, yeah. uh, David Lennon? Can't see him signing a contract. The contract needs to be done already. The clock is ticking, says Jono. Uh, Dan Bailey says Salah is insane. Any other player will be well within their rights. Take 10 days off. He's back in the UK two days after a final. Um, he'd want trophies and overtaking Owens Premier League goal scoring record this season too. Uh, Zoko says you're spot on, Kev. I think it would be slightly worrying if he goes on another international break without any news coming out. We're going to have to wait and see. You know, yeah, it is. at the end of the day, you can read it whatever way you want, but nothing has been said really about it. Yeah. You know, um, so there has to be something. Um, there has to be something going on in the background. If he, was, if he wasn't happy, right, his agent would be doing a Haaland, would be hawking Mo Salah around to every top club in Europe. Hmm. That in twelve months' time or January next year, he's going to be free to be able to talk to X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you know, it's okay. not. His his agent might be chipping in now and again with cryptic clues and cryptic comments, but he ain't doing a Riola, you know. Yeah. So no, well he he only chips in every fucking six months. Like uh, yeah. Dan Bailey, <clears throat> Dan Bailey feels it's negligent for the club to sell Salah after the last few days. His commitment is one hundred percent. Oh yeah, Rob, I don't think the club would want to sell him. No, and, Ro- and Robbie Doyle says that we should be bending over backwards to extend his contract no matter what. Um, I can't see the club not getting him to sign as Sony Kang. But listen. Um, it, it's it's uh, Veranda Cheese uh, he says let Newcastle buy him for 120 million and pay him as 500 grand a week and he'd be shy up there and Salah needs Liverpool more than Liverpool need Salah um, I think there's a, there's a bit of give and take on on that to be to be honest with you mm. but um, <clears throat> I just think it's madness to even consider like, me personally madness to consider letting him go um, it's not I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying 
you know, pay him fucking five and six hundred grand a week. No. But I think you should find some sort of. There has to be a compromise, mate. Yeah, but some there sort is of a compromise. There is a line in the sand for a clock that once we get it, once we get to a certain point, a decision will have to be made. And yeah. if it comes down to, because he will not be allowed to do a genie. No. That can't happen. Jono well, so, makes, makes a great point. He says, Dave Lennon also said we'd lose to Arsenal in the Carabao Cup, so his positions aren't great. <laughs> Comment of the night so far, in fairness. Um, yeah. Look, we go into this. I, I, I kind of stayed away from this a little bit. I mentioned it on, on the one of the, the cop update maybe yesterday. Um, but we go into a game against Leicester, and we will preview in detail tomorrow. But I just wanted to talk to you about Brendan Rodgers' comments over the weekend. So they get beaten 4-1 by Forrest. They were well beaten. Forrest were yeah. very good value for their 4-1, in my opinion. right? And we go into the whole, tomorrow we'll do the whole who will play, what the tactics are, what does it mean for both teams. We'll do all of that stuff and we'll probably have more opinions on Salah starting or not. But, but what did you make of Brendan Rodgers' comments? Because I'm not the best person to ask because I just <laughs> can't abide by the man opening his mouth. Right? <laughs> but, but Kev... You can't be going around saying stuff like that. Like, no matter how annoyed they are at your team, <clears throat> you turn around and go, we weren't good enough. We're going to talk about it. We're, we're going to make sure that we it doesn't happen again. And we apologise to our fans and you move on and you yeah. try to make better. But he There's literally wit- hung them up to, out to dry, yeah. Kev. And the wording of it, like someone in the chat were saying yesterday, is it something where he's being given the go-ahead to do a clear-out and start again at Leicester? Or is he under fucking serious pressure here? And he's he's let it be shown that he's under serious pressure. Um, I think... All right, we'll turn it on turn and ask you then. Right. Um, was he right? Um, not about what... Not, not the fact that he said it. Hmm. Was he right in... in what he said. I think... I didn't what, see the game, so I, I saw the comments, so, and I've got my... I'll tell you so, what I think about the comments after. So the comments... What he says in a certain way is right. Right? Okay. And so what I mean fair. by that is that they weren't... He, he mentions being physical, doing the basics, and stuff like that. And that's a... The, them two things are literally, you know, everything... Red Dragon Bulls. When it come, when, no, when it comes to an FA Cup game away to a lower league side... Albeit in the championship, you want to match the physicality, you want to do the basics properly, and then you let your quality take over. That's that, that's just you know, fucking yeah. the first day of coaching. You know, not the way when you walk yeah. into the classroom. What he's saying is right because what he sees and, and what he says, I think are correct, right? Because yeah. they didn't do the physical, they didn't do the basics, and they didn't let their their obvious better quality show. Because of the first two things that he never got going on. But the way he does it, Kev, for me, is just like you can be as an I can we've seen Liverpool games where we're fucking atrocious and yeah. you're fucking going mental over players. We but can a, do that. But if a manager comes out, like, how does he yeah. walk back into that dressing room? Well, That's the thing for me, Kev. Like this, he's basically said, I'm not sure if some of these players here are good enough anymore. I I'm read the sure. comments. Yeah. Right. I think he's trying uh, to be right, but I think he goes completely the wrong way about it. Yeah. And Emma Kavanagh says, damage limitation on his own image. That's all that matters to him. Even if he was that's right, one, he needs to take one. some sort of responsibility himself. Brendan has always been about brand Brendan. All right, that's one. 
I think he's taken the squad as far as he can. Um, yeah. I don't think he can get a tune out of some certain players anymore. Mm-hmm. There's Guardiola and Klopp aside. Managers have a shelf life where players tune out. Uh, you can only say the same thing over and over again before players who've been at the club for a long time just go, look, I've heard this spiel before. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing our best. You know, I you got Yuri Tillemans edging for a move. You've got Vardy coming to the end of his career. Um, he's out. He's out for Torsley, isn't he? I yeah, I think so. Yeah, someone said earlier he's a big miss. He's, he won't be. He won't be there on Thursday. I honestly think that Brendan Rodgers, those comments are the comments of someone who's either one, who's either been told you're going at the end of the season, or what you said, he's been given room for Akira, and I don't think he has. Yeah, because, because Luke Allman says he's trying to get a reaction. Now I understand what Luke no. is saying there, right? Yeah, but, but there's ways to get it. a reaction. Like, if, genuinely, if, if Brendan Rodgers came out after the game and went, listen, myself, the staff, all the players are in there, and we know that that is just not good enough. We apologise to the fans. It's a localish derby, right? Yeah, it is. It yeah, is, yeah. Lesser and not even quite close to each other. Yeah. It's a localish derby. It's the FA Cup. It was the trophy we won last season. It simply wasn't good enough. We're going to talk about it now. We're going to talk about it in the morning. We're going to go through it, and we're going to ensure that it doesn't happen again, because that is just simply not good enough, and we know it. That gets a reaction. But I wonder how much... Do you remember the way they lost against Tottenham? Yeah. No, no. Anyone can lose to a Tottenham at any time. But the manner of that defeat and it, the way they've been playing since then, they've had the break, they've come back, and they've folded again. You know, something's not right there, and something's majorly not right there. Um, it'll be typical for them to turn up against us and be like uh, prime Barcelona. But they're... they're <sighs> There's too many things. There's too many players there that look like they they don't have the hard yards in them. You know, they want the ball feet and they want to run at players and they want to do all the nice stuff, but they don't want to do the ugly stuff as well. And it's showing. And I think the manner of that defeat against Spurs, the two goals in the last two minutes of injury time, I think that was just a sickening. You ever watch boxing? You see so see a boxer who gets a body blow and it takes a bit of time, mm. but. If, they go, and it, they, they they never get up. That's what lo- it looks to me like. What's happened to Leicester? I think Leicester are at a stage with that squad that it needs it needs probably four or five out, and they need to rebuild again. And they they did well for a club the size of Leicester to get to what where they've got to in the last few years, but they really do need a refresh. Now it's. They got to be careful what they wish for because doing it, Rogers for all of his critics did really well with Leicester. You know, to to get a club like Leicester to consistently finish in the top six, qualify for Europe year in year out for the last few years is an achievement in itself. Because if you'd have said that a decade ago, you'd have been laughed out the room. Yeah, yeah there's but- been. But yeah, they spent, but they haven't spent crazy. Yeah, but this they, is this is where this is where I, I have this is where I I disagree, because mm. in 1920, Brendan Rodgers gets beaten by four 0 by Liverpool at on Boxing Day at the mm. King Power. It puts them, I think, something like 13 points behind their Liverpool, right? Um, I think Liverpool are probably eight or ten going into it, and they were all saying if Leicester win this, Liverpool 
one of the yeah, we, we're talking about seen. getting real like, back in and stuff. Like yeah, that. And, and from there, he picks up twenty three points in nineteen yeah. games and misses out the top four. Right? Yeah. So for me, that's not an achievement. Now I had a massive row with Grizz at the time. Apparently, he was yeah, like, well, "Look who they are, and look who." And I'm like, "I don't give a fuck who they are." Where they were, they were second in the table after that game, and yeah. they didn't make the top four. If Liverpool do the same thing and got our top at Christmas and have done this and don't win a title, everyone says, "Look how they fell apart." Look at and it all gets thrown. And I don't care what your stature is in the game or as a club. Last season, there was teams falling around them to try to give them a fucking Champions League spot, and they went and lost on the last day of the season it. against Sports. So. I get, I get that side. Of it. No, I get that of, side the, of it as well. The size Don't of the club, wrong, I give you, but this is a club that have. You can't keep going back and thinking back at the Philbert Street and Robbie Savage mm. and fucking you know all these players. You can't do that, right? They are sitting in a purpose-built stadium. I think it's around thirty to thirty-five thousand. They're looking to extend it. They're sitting on on a hundred million of a training ground, so they're not they're not walking around as paupers here. You know what no. I mean? They they do sell some of their big players to fund what they're trying to do, which is fine. Most teams, the vast majority of teams in the world football do that, okay? What I'm saying is, I don't, I just can't for the life of me understand that people say to me, oh, well, he's done really well at Leicester. I think he's been about par at Leicester. Yeah, I think. Listen, I see, I still see Leicester as a stepping stone club for players. Oh, a hundred percent. But anybody and, and, below, anybody below, anybody below, below six, anybody below the f- the top six are. But what yeah. I'm saying is, and listen, would I put Leicester in the top six or the top four? No, right. And people will argue. Well, there you go. He came fifth twice. What's the problem? It's not about that. You have to look at the, it was the position he was in. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. From a and, position of being. <laughs> Comfortable yeah, in fourth, absolutely. You have to get there. And and this is what this is what I'm saying. Like it's, and I don't want to go on too much of a rant about Brendan Rodgers because no, 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 it, yeah. it bothers me. But but what this is this is my point all the time about. You know the position. Listen, if you'd have made a run at top four last season and missed out on the final day with defeat, you go. They made a good runner. They weren't expecting and got an FA Cup final. Yeah, happy days. You know what I mean. And Torres, don't forget injuries. Every pundit has been very sympathetic. No one's saying everyone gets injuries. Brendan Rodgers was telling you that he had injuries um, and they were down to COVID because players had to play because other players had COVID. And then he was walking around with full teams. You know, and what message does that send to your players where you go, he doesn't believe in us. He's actually trying to get yeah. games called off or he doesn't believe in us. It seems to be a ball rolling think, for me, Kev. I'm not, I could be completely wrong. I think wrong. he's been told he's going in the summer, personally. I think he's he's been told, look, come the summer, we, we're going to change things up. Your man, Dan something, or I can't remember his last name, has gone from Brighton. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Potter turning up at Leicester next next season. Right. Um, I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see that happen. Um, the guy who's left there is director of football at Brighton. He's gone to Newcastle. Uh-huh. And it's a massive coup for Newcastle to get him. But... Um, I've, I honestly think that well, when I first read the What's comments the stop, without seeing the, the game... What's the turning up in Newcastle? Nothing. It's, it's quite much, possible it's as well. Much, if they stay up, it's a much more appealing thing. Yeah, I Newcastle. said this to Kendall. When Kendall was on with us, I, I don't think your man who's there now, Eddie Howe, should be anywhere near a Premier League football club. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Potter end up at Newcastle if they stay up. Mm. And it looks like they've bought their way out of 
they'll buy their way to stay up. The only, the only, the only thing about Potter going to Newcastle would be is that they could turn into one of these clubs a bit like City in the early days. Remember, you had Hughes and yeah. and this was before um, the the Saudis came in or the lads from the Middle East came in. They had um, didn't they have like a fucking Japanese owner? Do you remember? Before these boys, um, his name escapes me. But the, like you can remember, period. Oh, Taxon Shin- Shinobatra? Oh, no, no, no. What's, he- that? What's that him? It might be him. Was he the guy who brought in Sven Goran Eriksson? Yeah, there was an owner there that had, and then it was there was all stuff going on after. And yeah. I don't want to mix him up with the guy that was at Birmingham because that was a whole fucking mess altogether. I oh, know he was different. But, but I think it was the same guy who went off to. Uh, he had something to do with Cardiff as well, didn't he? Was that Vincent Tan? No. That- no, that was that, different. Ah, listen, there was, there was some, there was, there was a few of them. It was so crazy I, for about five or six years. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is that Newcastle could end up something like that where they're going to throw three or four managers around the place till, till, they, till they land on the sweet spot. And it could be a bit mad where that part might turn off that and go, yeah. in fairness, Leicester is a very grounded club. Like I said, they have a brilliant training facility, they have a great stadium, they have a decent squad. It's something like a build on, you know, the sort of way. Yeah. Um, so that might be. That Dan Ashworth. Yeah, Dan Ashworth was his name. Cal put it up in the comments there. It was um he was he's a really good director of football. And that's the one thing that I look at Newcastle. They're surrounding themselves with a lot of good knowledge of uh and good a uh, good talented people in key areas of the game. So if he goes in and does a good job, then Newcastle will be a force next season. But uh, honestly, I I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Brendan's been told, "Look, you you've done what you can. See you at this season, and we'll part ways." Yeah, it's either one of the two. Um, it's either one of the two where. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, you know, listen, he's he's gone and said, "Listen, this isn't this isn't good enough. I need I need X, Y, and Z." And they've gone, "Yeah, we believe in you. You won an FA Cup last season, blah blah blah, and that's fine." Or it is a case of without telling them, he's probably getting the vibes that. I don't know how far this has gone. You know, he, there could be a bit of uncertainty in, in Rogers where he's gone. They're not really saying anything. We're not really discussing plans for the summer yet. Um, silence can be can be a killer right, from, from a football well, yeah. owner. You know yeah. that sort of way. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but I, I listen. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how we get on to Leicester. But that, we, <laughs> well, I do know we're playing them on Thursday. We're but um, if there's, any, if there's yeah. anything else that you want to talk about, absolutely throw it at us. Um, football Probably related. Um, Liverpool related. But just on Sadio yeah. Mane, the scenes in Senegal are absolutely incredible, aren't they? Mental. And look, the closest we ever got to it was Italia ninety. Um, I I'd come back on holiday. I was eighteen, and I'd come back on holiday and. The night of the the afternoon of the Romania game, we were all in. We were in a nightclub around Bayer, where we are, and there was about two thousand people in there at about four o'clock in the afternoon to watch this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't remember anything for two days after after that game, after the penalty shootout. That was the closest we I come to seeing what the scenes were like in in Senegal. It was absolute mayhem. And that's what international. That's why I love international football because it brings it a whole bring a country, country together. together yeah. It can bring a whole country together. Whereas with clubs, you have your rivalries and everything like that within families, you know. But with with international football, everyone is in the same boat. Yeah. You're all pulling together, and it is is special. You know, it was there. They've been threatening to do this for a while. They're a serious side. They've got some proper players in that in that side, like. 
you know, not just Manny, but Koulibaly as well, and a few others. They're a really good side, and they, they were deserved winners in the end. They were the best. Te- they were the best team in the tournament for me. Hmm. And but Sadio was the absolute leader of that side, you know. And some of the comments that you're reading post match about what the players said to him at halftime hmm. for missing the penalty and the reactions afterwards, phenomenal. The reaction of Salah or Mane and Salah at the final whistle and everything like that. You know, I'd love to see it. And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, you know. The more you hear about more, about Sadio Mane, you realise what a proper human being he is, you know. And even the story today that came out while he was when he was in the hospital suffering from concussion, recovering from that, he paid for someone's operation who was in in there with him, you know. Mental. The guy is just... Ali's like, a beautiful he's, he's absolutely brilliant. And as much as we spoke about Salah earlier being gutted and you know, um, wanting to get back into it and try, you know, probably put it to the back of his mind by playing football. Mm. On the other hand, you have to look at um, Sadio Mane and go, like, fucking hero, isn't he? You know, yeah. and, and the Couldn't fact that... Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, and, you know, in a footballing sense, we're hoping that it just pushes Sadio on again. Um, mm. Like, it's... And it very well could do. And the fact that you've got Diaz there as well could really... You could, you could have a, a situation where you're going to see... A, a pumped up Sadio come back, yeah. more with a point to prove. Yeah, Jota, Bobby, and Diaz to push them on. Yeah, oh, so it's only great for us. Um, G10 said, Gav, I don't know if it's mentioned on previous shows, but I thought the ITV Ian Wright prison piece on Sunday was outstanding. Ian seems such a genuine, honest person. Just Didn't thought it was it. worth to mention. Read a bit about it, right, it was brilliant. It. Um, it was it got a player from Boreham Wood that at 16. I think he gets released by Arsenal, ends up getting into all sorts of trouble, ends up in prison. And Ian Wright does with a bit with him at that time. And now what? I think it's something like fucking 13, 14 years later, he's playing for Barham all the way at Bournemouth and wins in the cup. Ian Wright is brilliant, in fairness to him. Ian Um, Wright is a proper geezer, yeah. Yeah, and he's done a couple of bits where they've stood out. Do you remember, didn't he go back and meet his old trainer? Yeah, that's a great video. That's a brilliant one as well. That's a great Um, video because... I thought you were dead. Someone told me you were dead. Yeah. Red <laughs> Steve says, alive, <laughs> Red Steve says, idea for a TV show, Gavin Kev play a pair of hard-nosed detectives called Blood and Thunder, but a hatred <laughs> era means that they're now called Tud and Blunder. Who plays who? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll be Blunder. We'll leave that up I to make you most of the, I make most of the mistakes on this channel, so... Um, um, I'll be blunder if you want. I don't. I don't. I don't really <laughs> mind. But uh, listen, on Sadio Mane, he's enjoying the celebrations. He's every right yeah. to, and it looks like Klopp said he'd be back in Liverpool tomorrow evening. So he won't play against yeah. Leicester, but the chances are he'll he'll turn up on Wednesday. And in fairness, as much as Salah's come back in and wants to play, Sadio, you know, after a couple of days of celebrations, could turn up on Thursday morning training. Going right, I'm playing Sunday. You know, the sort of way he has form for it, like yeah. And it's it's not like um. What Salah's doing is brilliant, but it's not like it's it's him on his own. I, I, I would reckon most players in that squad would turn up and go, I'm playing. You know, it's just the yeah, way they are. Yeah. Um, Emmett says that Ian Wright video meeting his old coach will bring a, a tear to a glass eye. It was a brilliant one. And he's done some great stuff. And Ian Wright is just, he, you know the way you see pundits, some pundits trying to be a football fan that just happens to be a pundit. He is. You know, is, and if yeah. you actually look at Ian Wright's story, he gets picked it's up by Crystal story, Palace, yeah. and it's one of his last chances to get into uh, professional yeah. football. Well, he was playing non—he was playing non non-league. In, yeah, or not non-league. 
yeah, it was non-league, but he come through the Sunday league system, and you know, fin- I think he was playing in Finchley, but it, it, it was just play or Hackney Marshes or something. Yeah, I remember I was on a podcast a while ago, and I can't remember who it was saying that um, it was somebody used to be a Palace, and I think right, yeah, Mark, they were basically Mark saying Roy. they were basically saying like that, um, like this fella turned up and he just not that he was he was just so much energy. And wanted yeah. so much to to to, um, to achieve what he wanted to achieve, and and actually Mark Bright turning up. I think Mark Bright gets signed by from Stoke or someone like that, and he's actually the one that calms right down. And yeah, it was really, a great foil. You know, was, they were a great foil for it, each other. It was a great story. It really was yeah. a, a great, great story. And, and right, I have there was another one. I watched an interview he did uh, with Calvin Sorry, Phillips. Sorry, Yus says there, Ian Wright's story is amazing. Was an electrician and got one more shot of football. He definitely did. He got, um, yeah. um, it was, what's his name? The former United player, Koppel. I think it's Koppel that brings him. Stevie Koppel, to, yeah. Yeah, and brings him in. And he was moving out a couple yeah. of the old guard at Palace. Brings him in, gives him a chance, and look where it went. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I think he's got his sons have obviously played, you know, Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah. And, and, Bra- and uh, Sean Wright Phillips' son. Is, is, Sean is Wright, playing, yeah, yeah, he's got his grandson is playing now as well. Yeah. That's mental. Yeah. You know? um, G10 really says, how, they really know how to age you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, G10 says, Wright is a great pun that can analyse a game fairly and be entertained at the same time. Something most can't yeah, do. And Seth and Kino are very good together. I'll, I've loads of time for him. I've loads of time for Ali McCoyce as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because and I, he was straight, and, he was straight and honest with his punditry as well. The way he was uh, talking about the game, um, the Cardiff game with us, uh, and it was he was honest about it. You know, some of the stuff with Curtis Jones wasn't good enough. The technique that Curtis was yeah. using to shoot wasn't quite right. But at least he's a pundit that you go, you know what? Yeah, he he knows what he's talking about here, mm. and he's not fluffing it. Um, re- sorry, Georgie, one for Ella, uh, the Leicester fan. How are you, my man? Um, Salah, have the week off, pal. Rest up. Um, I'd like to know what you think of going into Thursday, Georgie, and I'd like to know what you think of Brendan Rodgers' comments and, and stuff like that after the defeat, to, um, defeat to Forest at the weekend, the FA Cup. Um, otherwise, Liverpool were just waiting for this late game to come back, really. Um, it looks like Divock Origi is back in training, so we literally have a full squad to choose from. Yeah. Um, you know, no one has reported any issues as of yet. So as we go into into this Thursday, I think Leicester might have a couple of injuries still, a couple of players out. But as we go into this, Kev, um, like to have a fully fit squad is nearly unheard of, but to have it at this time... Um, it's gold. It is, isn't it? It really is. It is pure gold. Um seen some of the pictures today. From training, there was the one video as well. Tiago chipping Adrian, yeah. It's and it was interesting the pictures that we saw as well. Who was in them and what they were doing while they were in them. Mm. Uh, the likes of you had um, Robertson, Diaz, Bobby, and I think Jossa in a group together. Yeah, you know, so maybe it's a case that we do, we do, we might actually see Luis Diaz starting. You know, um, I mean, in fairness, he's he come off the games against Colombia, and the way he the way he plays for Colombia is very restricted. And what he he stays out on the wing and he touches, he stays where he he yeah. stays. put. everything with Colombia was about Hamas and Falco, yeah. which I thought was really weird. And the Quadrado, isn't it? They play. Yeah, Quadrado. Everything side. was all down yeah. the right hand side, and yeah. he was stuck out on the left, twiddling his thumbs. 
but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a start. Yeah, I, I wouldn't look, be surprised. It's because he, so he didn't have fitness issues, and he did have a winter break with Porto. Yeah, you know, Porto. So he's primed. Is one of, yeah, is one of those countries that do stop for a winter yeah. break in January. So he's not overly played. Well, red, red, yeah. um, red. Jabi said. Uh, he's both there, but he says Hendo was missing from training today. And Jono says the LFC fans I've seen on Twitter celebrating that Henderson isn't training are a disgrace. Listen, Absolutely. Listen, come here and I tell you, stop paying attention to, to people on Twitter. Like, like, my outlook on Twitter is to go on, chat about football, have a bit of a laugh. Like we were talking, I, I've seen a big thread today on air, on air, on my Twitter feed anyway about fucking mushy peas and in, in, can you get them from takeaways? Like, and it was great, crack. Like that's what it's meant to be. You know? <laughs> um, Georgie just comes back to Leicester fan. He said the first result was the last straw for him, and his comments were shocking, throwing the players under the bus. Yeah, I, I think they are as well. I just, I, yeah. I think there's a way. There's ways of, there's ways of navigating those interviews. Yeah, and I'm going to repeat myself. Um, because George probably wasn't in at the start, but George, the way I look at it is, he could have made the same point a lot better way and got a much better reaction out of the, out of the players. I think a lot. Of, I don't know if you agree, Georgie, but for me, a lot of them players be going, "Fuck you." Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I always ask the question: Why didn't Brendan Rodgers after 15, 20 minutes or whatever amount of minutes of that game turn and go, "Right, lads, listen, we're not doing the basics, right?" So I want you to drop a fifteen yards. I want you to get back in the shape. We're going to make sure that they don't get through. We're going to be physical. We're going to do the basics of defending really well, and then we're going to try and move up the pitch again and start again. But he didn't. Just left him to yeah. it. We gave him a top squad and a hundred million training complex, and he's not getting the best out of them. Taking us backwards, not taking any blame for either. So Georgie, so there you go. Um, let me see. Uh, Mushy P is in a long tray for fuck's sake, England. Get it together, <laughs> okay? And you see, this turns into an Irish and English thing because Mushy P is are only available in England by the sounds of it. But um, look, it's one of those. Um, Gab, I normally ignore these people, but we're talking about trolls. There were normal-minded people happy he wasn't training. Well, they're not normal-minded people if they're happy that he's not training. Yeah, you're contradicting yourself, Jono, and I'm not having a go with you. I'm just saying. No, the worry, if, if you think the only worry, if you if you think that a Liverpool fan is normal-minded, celebrating the fact that a player is not training, they are not normal-minded. I that, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah, the agendas are real, you know, and the people will hang on to their their agendas until eventually they're put right. Or they're they're proved right, and eventually a player fails. Yeah, but and the, but, but then but you see think, them happy. They're just I, not worth your time. I they're just not think, worth your oxygen. But but I just think that I don't know why Twitter has just turned into all about football. Twitter is meant to be, uh, and same as all social media. Go on and just have a laugh. Yeah, you know, like just have a laugh, talk about whatever. You know what I mean? And if you don't have anything to say, just don't say. It. That's what I do. Yeah, I tweet but, very rarely. But go, but I go back to Liverpool one sec. I, w- I was worried of Fabinho uh, and and Allison coming back because I'd assume they all travel back together, the Brazilian lads. Mm-hmm. And Fred and Alex Tellis have tested positive. Yeah. Now, apparently, our lads have, have trained today. So mm. you assume they're okay. My biggest worry was if to see them in the training to make sure that they were there. Yeah. You know, because I thought. If if they if they got the same playing back, you know, is that going to throw up a problem for us? Because as nice as it is, it is having him back, having him available, is especially Fabinho for me. Yeah. I mean, Kelleher, I wouldn't mind if he played, or if he if he had to play the odd game here and there. I had no concerns over him, but I think Fabinho is is very very important. 
Mm. Especially yeah. for the type of games that we're going to be coming up against in the next few weeks. Correct. Fabinho did test positive recently, though, says own nil. Um, Henderson does a lot of recovery separate from the full squad. Lots of players have yeah. separate recovery programs. Not being spotted in training means diddly squat these days. Um, Spot on. <laughs> uh, Leicester players went out on the piss after Saturday's loss. Rogers has lost the dressing room. Well, I says Red Jabby. I don't know if that's true, but if you've heard it, I'll go with you because I don't know any different. Um, let me see. So, yeah, look, do you want to have a little chat before we go about tonight's football? Yeah, tonight was all right. Because I know it, I know it's the cop update. We're meant to bring you all the Liverpool news. Yeah. But genuinely, we're just what? waiting for a game to happen on Thursday. Um, yeah. some, somebody asked us their midweek fix tomorrow. There absolutely is. Um, Every, like, there absolutely is. 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, midweek 10 fix o'clock tomorrow night. 100%. But every, every game this weekend, this midweek is televised. I didn't know that until I just had it. My nephew was sat with us today and he was, I asked him what what game is on because he's got a memory for like he'd be great in the quizzes, but yeah, he just said to me every game is televised. So I was flicking between the three of them tonight. I seen Trippier's goal. Is he Liverpool? I seen. Oh God, good God! Yeah, he's going over what to is he? uh, for he's he's eighteen in a few weeks. Okay, we might have to get he's eighteen. You on one of the quizzes. <laughs> that wouldn't be hard. <laughs> well, I will look. But, I'm uh, willing to give it a go. Yeah, he's a, he's a, they're going over for his 18th for the Leicester game. Uh, they're going over, they're flying over tomorrow. I can't wait. But um, yeah, I saw Trippier's goal for Newcastle, and I saw a bit of Saint Maximin. He looked really lively, really up for it. It was Would a mad one. Had, just starting on that Newcastle Everton, yeah. Everton go up through an own goal, and a minute later it's one all because yeah. of an own goal. Is that right? Another, I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I've yeah. just seen the results. Yeah, no. Chris texts me. And he was like, "You wouldn't believe what just happened there." <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was two home goals in the space of a few minutes. Weird, weird as you like. But Drags Everton back in, sc- doesn't it? Hey, right? Everton. Everton are getting right dragged into it. Yeah, and they've leads at the weekend. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's an absolute huge game now. And I think I think Leeds might be just above them at the moment. But if Leeds could put real distance between them and Everton, yeah, um, I just want to double check that because I was just I was looking at the I was actually looking at the table when Everton went one 0 up. And then I turned and it was one all, um, but like it's they're getting dragged. Yeah, Leeds are. Yeah, I Leeds think are, Newcastle will. Leeds have are three points. Leeds are three points clear of Everton, right? Going into yeah. the weekend, and are they say the same games played? Same games played. Yeah. So Everton yeah. at the moment have played one game less than Newcastle, Norwich, and Watford. They currently sit a point clear of Newcastle, two clear of Norwich, three clear. Sorry, four clear of Watford. Um, Burnley have two games in hand, everyone above them. If Burnley were to win the two games in hand, he'd go up to 20 points, bringing Everton back down again. Um, but yeah, like I said, I said a while back that that six games that they have coming up is. It's, yeah, it's Everton, a are, Everton are a bit in a bit of trouble, and as much as people banter and stuff like that, if they, with their financial problems in the Premier League, if they went down, they're well capable of doing a Sunderland and worse. Well, I'm just you looking know? here. They're, they're home to Leeds, away to Southampton, home to Man City, away to Spurs, home to Wolves in the next five. I don't see where they're getting points. Well, it's it's an interesting one because they were beaten, uh, we're being beaten tonight and it would have been Newcastle. It just tightens everything up. Uh, Everything's yeah. another two injuries in the fourth half tonight. It's Barry Devaney. Um, yeah, I think Mina went off, I think. Um I don't know who the other one was. Um, I I seen. I knew Ali come on early, didn't he? He come on for on um, 
Demarley no, Gray. Andre Gomez. Yeah, no, Demarley Demarley Gray. Gray. The Ev have one win in 15 games. They're um, they're in serious trouble, like. Yeah, Gray and Mina went off as Megan McCallion. Yeah. Play. Um I think Roy Hudson, if he'd have gone into Watford instead of Ranieri, he'd have got him safe. Because he'd have got him drilled into a shape that they don't concede many. And mm. they're they they would be able to bank with their pace with Joe Pedro and Ismail Asar of yeah. hitting sides in the counter. Dennis, I think Roy Hudson. Would, yeah. yeah, I think they'll run out of time. Um by the time Hudson would get him drilled into a shape, I think they could, could be, be gone. There yeah, it could be a bit too late. They're beaten by West Hampton, who take advantage yeah, of United well, drawing up only. Yeah, they um, go into fourth, don't they? And Jesus, I was like talking about the bottom the bottom five or six or whatever. But it's just a bit. But I was looking at the. You know, nobody wants fourth. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. The race for top four, as they call it, like because like I always look at four places where Liverpool are in relation to it, right? Mm. So at the moment, um, Liverpool have 22 games played. They're currently eight points clear of um, West Ham with two games in hand, right? But yeah. when you look at it, West Ham sit with 40 points, right? Um, in fourth place, which is yeah. way below the two point average you need. Usually yeah. to get into fourth, right? It's madness, actually, right? I'd be looking at Spurs there. Yeah, well, that's and the thing. I, I, United I, have one game in hand on West Ham. They're sit a point behind them, right? Yeah, that's not. Arsenal have three games in hand on West Ham, right? Yeah, and sit four points behind them. And Spurs have four games in hand on West yeah. Ham and sit four points behind them. Spurs are the ones to watch. But if Spurs and Arsenal do anything at all in those games in hand, forget West Ham over United. United could be sitting in seventh. And don't forget, Wolves can go above United, who they currently sit in eighth, right? They can go above United if they win their two games in hand that they have over United as well. And so the thing it's is, gone, you look at. It's gone, you, they're going to kill each other, aren't they? They're going to actually kill each yeah, other yeah. on the way to this. I, I look at Wolves as a side, they're very hard to beat. You know, they're, they pick up draws and they pick up ugly wins. So, and United. United have a serious problem, a serious crisis of confidence. And tonight again, they went they they went one up. They scored two goals that were disallowed. They went in at half time one nil, probably down on themselves for not being three nil up. And then Burnley come out in the second half and have a go. Mm. And I was really impre- impressed with Weghorst. Mm. I said he was a decent striker, but he's a thirty one year old Dutch international who knows his game. Yeah. And who knows what he's good at? He's very good at. He's he drops deep. He's very good at in, at linking up the play, and he's a right handful. You know, and when we play Burnley at the weekend, he, he look Van Dyke will know him, and he'll know what he's good at. And what there, you'd expect us to beat them, but I thought they they were really defiant in the second half, Burnley, and they had a right go. And they deserve they, the least they deserved was a point. Yeah, um, and I think Ranyarek is um, taking them slowly and steadily away. I don't know what Ranyak is. I don't. I don't even. I don't know, know what Ranyak, I don't even know what Ranyak is trying to do at this stage because you no. see a midfield there today of I think it was Pogba and was it Pogba, Pogba McTominay, and Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, and it's just and like, had Rashford no and Sancho in the wings. Yeah, uh, Jono says two of two of Spurs four games at hand are Arsenal and United, massive games. 
um, Wolves are in better form than other teams around the top four would be yeah. a great watch this season says Megan it really will be Just feels yeah. that if Conte locks that defence down Spurs will get top four um, Wolves yeah. could go above United he says with a grin says never man um, there was a bit of a grin there in fairness yeah. <laughs> I tried my best oh, no, uh, Max Corny Max Corny did limp off uh, looked a bit like a dead leg Okay. I reckon he'll be all right for the weekend. He's got enough time to recover from that, but it looked like a dead leg. I hope it's nothing serious because he's another one. See, he just come back from the AFCON mm. and coming back from the from the climate back in and Cameroon. Against Wofford. Yeah, but you're coming back from the climate in Cameroon to come back and play in England. It, you know yourself, if you go on holiday, you come back, you're not right for a couple of days. Yeah, you're freezing. You know, now, I might come <laughs> back as an athlete and having to go and play at an, at an intense level in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, I think it could be as used to travel all you like, but weather and climate and everything like that takes its toll. Yeah. Um, Just says, for Liverpool, 10 games before we play Man City, seven of them at home, none of them against the big six. City have six away games, play three of the big six in that time. United have been great over 45 minutes in the last few games. It's a shame that the yeah. games are 90 minutes. All new, <laughs> as you said, says that uh, Max Corney did limp off, so could miss the game against us. St. Maximum was unplayable tonight, says Kat. He was, he was um, very, very good. Um, he always is. Usually when you see him, he is. Yeah. Um, Gav, can you get Joe on for uh, for some Frank chat for the Leeds Everton game? Um, I could try. I could try. Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be hard because we play towards United and Friday is the sports on show and that's going to be dominated by um, probably Liverpool and, and the NFL. So, um, But yeah. do you know what? I might try to get him on early next week. Um, I'll see what I can do. Maybe if, if he's free. One um one of the afternoons this week, I could talk to him on the on this show at two o'clock. So I'll leave it with me and I'll see what I can do, Steve. Um, Sancho looked better tonight. Um, <laughs> Shawnee actually tweeted texted us earlier and said, "Isn't it mad how Sancho insists on those weights weights on his ankles as part in his contract?" Um, Shawnee just just can't believe the man can run. Um, so it was one of those. Um. Let man a party says never man. Yeah, he looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, I don't think anyone's anyone's stopping him. Yeah. But look, I think that's about it for this evening. Um, yeah. We covered loads. We covered some yeah, football, Mane, Salah, Rogers. There's loads of stuff. Two games and, tomorrow night as well, and a show tomorrow night. So yeah, talk yeah. into those tomorrow exactly. night. Exactly. Well. So um, don't forget, I will. I won't be back tomorrow too. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 p.m. with the midweek fix. Um, Towards I'll do the cop update and at 2 p.m. and we'll have full-time res with me and kev um yeah. after the leicester game friday will be sports unplugged with kev and chris um and sunday will be full-time reds after our Burnley game and the fatback for at 10 p.m yeah. don't forget to go into the description and have a look at failicon at their website and our donate page as i said we're just about to tip over two thousand euros over ten thousand euro target and it's a it's i just can't say how much how how brilliant the charity it is and i know i keep repeating myself but it absolutely is so please donate and if you can't please share because we all know how we all know where the share button is if we see something funny we share it if we see something ridiculous we share it so listen i'm i'm you'll see something very important please share it both the, both the website and the donate page and we'll really start pushing this and really motor towards this um this uh yeah, 10 grand so make sure you check that out if you want to be involved in our whatsapp style chat um that's coming up um you can find that in the description as well 
your your basic hit a link you give an email address and we should be launching that on friday there's two options there's a free one and then for the exact same stuff there's one for 2.99 the 2.99 is to go towards the channel but it's not really it'll go towards the running of this chat facility that we're doing because it doesn't come for free and um we will be putting the rest off for charity so if you want to give the 299 um and that's your way of helping out the channel or helping out the charities that we help out absolutely fine if you want to do it for free absolutely fine as well um anything else before we go okay no all good mate all good looking Um, forward to thursday night can't wait yeah the the cup is a nice appetizer but it's the league man i can't wait to get back to normal yeah exactly um most people like this show tonight, Kev. Uh, we got abuse for oh, last night's show. We got abuse for last night's show for talking about Phil's free tour, <laughs> um, appliances, uh, Phil not knowing what was going on. People were like just lambasted. <laughs> and got a love for him. And, he, uh, and you know is. the thing is, like Phil genuinely didn't see anything because he's no. had two or three different things going on in the last month. Where I've literally had four texts off Phil in the last month, and I just messaged have, him. I usually have a couple a day, you know, yeah. um, but I left them to his own devices. But yeah. I messaged him a couple of weeks ago over. about coming on for the Super Bowl. And yeah. whatever way I, my my predictive texts work, it said Super Owl. Super oh, yeah, so he's owl. calling it Superb Owl. So now. now everything is it's the Superb Owl is on. Yeah, on, and he won't let that go forever. And he won't go. No, that's no. it. One typo, and that's it. I'm done. Yeah, well, look, um, anyone that didn't like it last night genuinely it was me telling Phil what was going on because he genuinely needed to know but I thought it was actually brilliant that was hilarious I loved um, it. but listen um, that's the way it goes some people like it some people don't one person doesn't like tonight um, I'm sure they leave a comment in afterwards and let us know that has been the cop update um, a much later version today as I said we will be back with you tomorrow at 10pm for the midweek fix go and enjoy whatever's left of your Tuesday and we'll talk to you tomorrow be good over now. Podcast Network.